Talk. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hey Mate, Can You Talk? As always, I'm Pete Owen. And I'm Andy Cavell. And we've got another guest with us. And as you'll see, as you're watching uh, the video at home, if you're watching us on Spotify, we are in uh, a new location again this week. We're at Ultraflex Gym. So massive thanks to them guys for letting us host here uh, with our guest this week. John, John, how are you doing? Welcome aboard. Uh, very well, thank you. Very, very good. Uh, you're a friend of Andy's. Yeah, That's, known uh, uh, Andy, yeah, a lot of years actually. A real, real long time. Yeah, we've shared uh, quite a few bacon sandwiches. Actually, <laughs> I think it was Spam and Egg. <laughs> All of it, all of it. <laughs> and that's what brings you here. Obviously, you've um, sort of seen the journey that we've been on with the podcast uh, and you reached out and thought it'd be a great idea for you to, to have a little chat with us and, and sort of bring your story to us as well today. Uh, yeah, definitely. It was, I don't see myself as having like ever had an issue with like mental health as such. Um, but people have sort of like come to me over what I've sort of like achieved mm-hmm. and um, come to me and sort of like ask questions and then, in the fitness industry, I've sort of like looked at the people who train and there's quite a lot of mental health. It's like, if you looked, I don't know if you noticed the flyers mm-hmm. on the way in. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. So it's not something like, obviously I've opened my eyes up to it. Yeah. And you'll probably obviously notice and the things what I've got to tell you about, you'll probably go, all oh, right, yeah, that's, that's why. Mm. It's there. I just never realised it. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll just start with, with that really. I mean, that, just to touch on what you said, that I think that's a prevalent thing for a lot of people because there's a lot of stuff in the media now, quite rightly so, we're bringing mental health to the forefront of people's minds. But to a lot of people, they sometimes don't know that sometimes they are suffering with their mental health and there's certain things they can do to make themselves feel better and, you know, places they can go and stuff like that. So it's good that, you know, it's, it's opened everybody's eyes and, you know, hopefully sharing your story, it might help, you know, people think there's another avenue for them to have a look at as well and, you know, it might help them and make them feel a bit better as well. Yeah, because um, a lot of people do come up to me and go, oh, you've achieved this, you've done that, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like become a bit of a thing. But for me, it was never meant to be that way. Yeah. And you'll probably find that. that. Yeah, it would yeah. It 100%, yeah. It's never been for anyone else. I had to do it. Mm. Yeah, It had to be for me. So as we've touched on, you've had some quite great achievements on your journey that you're going to tell us about. So let's yeah. take it right back to the beginning. Give us a little bit about yourself and uh, and tell us where it all started for you, where we're doing this tonight. Right, so it's probably be seven years ago now. Um, I would just typically workaholic. Um, and I got to a point where I started my own business and I thought, oh, I need to be um, successful. And with being a nice guy, everyone leans on you. Because I couldn't say no. Yeah. Um, and it came to a point where it was mum's 60th birthday and I just wanted to be successful and be like, oh, I'll take you to New York. So on the run up to New York, I was like, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, we'll go on this date just before Christmas. I'll tie the business up. And next thing you know, I'm engrossing it. People are ringing me. And I couldn't turn around and refuse that work. Yeah. Because I'm like, I've got a mortgage to pay, you know, I'm, youngish guy at that point but I didn't know the damage what I was doing to myself mm. so we're getting up doing my 18 hour days eating extremely poorly mm. so it'd be like three times a day but massive amounts and then the next thing I know is uh, get on the plane to New York managed to get all the jobs done thinking I'm, I'm alright here I'm like yeah 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 I've got the money yeah you've got the money alright yeah that, w- that were great I got on the plane four hours into the flight I'm sat there with my mum, with it just chatting away and everything like that. And I started sweating and I couldn't control it. 
Right. I'm like, what's wrong? I'm like, I've never passed out or anything like that in my yeah. whole life. So I went, oh, mum, I need to get up. I'm just going to go to the toilet. Yeah, um, I went to the toilet, all right. I literally fell in the aisle. Did totally you? passed out for about five minutes. Wow. Um, I woke up five minutes later and I like sat in a seat, but it took a lot of people to get me up because of quite a dense weight at that time. How so, big were you at that time, John? Uh, twenty. Uh, I were over twenty stone. I think I just pipped over twenty stone. But I'm on like five foot eight, so mm. in that way, there was quite a bit of extra weight. What I didn't need, but yeah. for me, I never thought there was an issue. I just thought, oh yeah, you're all right. You know, I didn't see myself as overweight. Yeah, and I didn't see that were a problem. It's only because it hit me smack in the face that I was like, oh. So once this has happened. When I woke up, I'm sat there with this little can like a seven up, as you do on the, you know, <laughs> and the pathetic out there. Them yeah, cans, a thimble full of fizzy <laughs> pop. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sat there and I'm like, I just sees it and I just looked up, and I just saw my mum's face, and I'm like, whoa, she knows this, what what's happened to my son, and I looked at her face and I was just like, whoa, that's something which haunts me to this yeah, day yeah. really. Because she's just sort of like, says, whoa, what's happened to my son sort of thing. And mm. I, I could see it. Every mother cares for the children. Yeah. Mm. So we went to New York. We had an amazing time. So I come back, and it was obviously firmly in my head. Were you nervous about the flight back after that happened on the way out there? Or? I would, I w- it was always in the back of my mind. Yeah. Because I were always like, did you know what it was? Um, what they said when I went to the doctor's. So as soon as I got back, doctor's appointment, I went in, managed to schedule a bit of time off of work. Yeah. Went in and the doctor sits there and he says, all right, yeah, 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 great. Well, what we'll do is we'll start with some tests. Mm. We'll just do a full set of tests and just see see what happens. So I says, all right, yeah, great. So the next thing that goes on is it goes in a week later. And I remember the appointment was 15.30. So I got there, managed to get work done. Mm. Yeah. Got there, like having some time out, phones ringing like mad. I'm sat in there and I went, hi, John, welcome back. He went, do you want my professional opinion or my honest one? I went, I want your honest one. I went, what have you been doing to yourself? I went, what? In, in what way? What? <laughs> I went, what? Why? He went, played on my mind, so I thought I'd print this off. Mm. This is a normal person of your age. A4 piece of paper. There you go. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. Not knowing what it actually was. He went, this is you. And he gave me another piece of paper. And every level were wrong. Wow. I'm like, oh, what, what, what does that mean? He went, um, well, if you carry on like that, he says, I'm thinking about medicating you now. He says, you're borderline diabetic. Um, he says, what have you been doing? Yeah. I went, I work for myself. I do long hours, been seven days a week. This is, he went, that's what's up. He went, your body's shutting down. He says, you're exhausted. I'm like, what have I done? Mm. So with that, I left and I went home and I sat on the sofa and the phone was just ringing and ringing and ringing for people wanting me to do work. And I'm like, what have I done? I've, I've literally destroyed my body. Mm. How do I? And I was just, the last thing I said to him is like, give me a chance. Just, just give me a chance. And he went, okay, you've got four weeks. The doctor said that? Yeah. Right, okay. Four weeks and you're coming back in for your, for your, for your test again. Right. I went, I, d- I don't want to medicate, I don't, you know what I mean? And I'm mm. like, story, and so literally I went home. Sat there and I'm like, it was half past ten at night, and I'm like, 
I just went to bed and I just thought, right, weekends are going straight away. Don't care about money. Wasn't interested. Nothing mattered anymore. So no working on a weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100% went. Just went straight away. And then I joined my first gym. Um, I walked through the door. You have your own battles. And I couldn't face it. Mm. So then I sort of like started to train elsewhere, like running around Ponty Park and bits and bobs when it were dark. Then I found out I'm too heavy to do that. Um, and I were in absolute agony then, once I'd done it. There's got to be a way in. And then as I were in the gym, I started monitoring people. And there were a guy back then, um, a guy called Shane Copley, like in Featherston, which is like a small town outside of here. And he were like, first. Right. Wow. And I went in, he was just such a humble guy. Even his dog were a meathead. (laughs) 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 And to this day, he's he's, he's, I'm telling you. (laughs) And and he was such a humble guy. And I asked him and and stuff like that. And I started watching, he's always got chicken and rice, Mm. microwave, all the time. And you know what, I'm copying. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I did because I thought I'm never going to be a Mr. Universe not going to do all but if it's working, it's working for them. then why can't you just copy this and just yeah. try and healthy it up so I did and then I sort of sort like welcomed me into the gym and made me feel like I was really at home then and that yeah. was like the first time that I was like oh and I started to feel better and sting ashes where obviously I'm missing sugars and stuff and that's where it sort of like started and at that point then, I had to go and get to a point where I could see the doctor again. So I went in and I was so nervous because I thought, what is he going to put me on? Mm. Is he going to put me on, I don't know, blood pressure, whatever. It was so this was from. your four weeks after yeah. the next appointment? Yeah, right, so okay. I started doing everything I could. What did you do in that four weeks, John? What did that four weeks look like? Were it, were it a complete flip of what you were, what you were doing before? Yes, it couldn't be too extreme. Because my body couldn't take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just yeah. carrying too much. So yeah, yeah. I just limited my working hours. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not bothered about money anymore. De-stress. It, it doesn't matter about this. Mm. And I made sure that I trained after work. Every time my gym bag went into the car. Yeah. It didn't stay at home. Yeah. I never went home because the sofa's at home. Yeah. Yeah. The fridge is at home. Mm. Everything is it's just a bad idea. Eliminate, eliminating them excuses. Yeah. So basically it come to a point where the gym bag was in, in the van. Yeah. And that's it. If I if I went to train, it didn't matter what time. If the gym was shut, then I didn't train, but I'd do something else. I'd yeah. go for a walk or a gun, have a jog, and I'd try and do as much as I could that way. Mm. And I went every day, um, just doing bits at a time. And if I couldn't train because obviously I'd gone for like, tried to do a run and I were aching, I'd train a different muscle group or do back or yeah. something else. I'd do something always ac- active. Yeah. And that's obviously when things started changing in that form. And four weeks later... I went in, and he's like, right, yep, right. And he went, oh, Mr. Underwood. He went, oh. He just looked at me and went, yeah, sit down. Let's, t- let's take your bloods again and this out and over. So I went, he's all like, you look very well. I'm like, oh, oh. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's a good thing yeah, straight yeah, away, yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, that's all right. He says, you look a lot, lot fresher. You're not as pale. He says, this is looking good. Mm. So he took some me- measurements and stuff, and he went, right, away you go. See you in a week. So the results come back. Yeah. Walked in. Just had a big smile on his face. He went, oh, I'll give you that. 
He says, I'll give you that. He says, I'm extremely happy with you. He says, I'll see you in six months. Wow. I went, what? He went, if you let it go, he says, you, you've got one body. Yeah. And that's it. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. He says, that's it. You're going into a box or you're in hospital. Mm. What do you want to do? And I'm like, do you know what? I'm like, I'm not ready for that yet. You know, I've not really achieved anything really in life that I wanted to achieve. Mm. So with that, I left and I thought, this has got to be a life. I've got to make this a life somehow. I've got to make it work no matter what gets in my way. Yeah. It's got to work. So he'd give you that four weeks and now he's kind of give you a six month sort of bigger portion. So Extension. Yeah. So, you, so yeah. you're looking forward for that six months then, aren't you? And like, right, what can yeah. I do with the extra time? Yeah, so the actual weight that I got to was the 20 stone, and I think I would breach that, really, if I'm honest. But I didn't get on the scales at that point mm. because I was just like, woof, I can't take this. I can remember going shopping, and um, I went to, can you remember Great Clothes in Leeds? Mm. They had a big men's department, yeah, I can and it were upstairs. It's go outdoors now, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, that's yeah. Fun, yeah. And um, I can remember this quite vividly, that... When I started training and stuff, I thought, oh, I want to look a bit better. Mm. So I went in and I was like, oh, let's get some new trousers. Oh. I went up, it's like 40 inch waist, like 38, I'm like, 40, and you know, something fitted, something yeah. a bit nicer. Yeah. You'll have to go upstairs, uh, so, oh, so upstairs. And just get that big guy right, okay. halfway up the landing with his suit on. And I'm thinking, wow, everything's up here is like really, really, really big. Mm. And I'm like, I tried to set a, a trousers on, I thought, these fit really nice. And then I like the 40 inch waist. Do you know what? I'm taking them off. I'm not having them. Yeah. I'd don't rather not wear want anything. It. I'm yeah. not wanting this. Yeah. Do you not think there's a bit of joke that they used to put that section upstairs as well? <laughs> 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 so you look. <laughs> you're right. Because you get up there and like. <gasps> oh, oh, God, if that get... wasn't a sign yeah. and a motivation <laughs> for you, like uh, the whole ordeal of it. If she'd have just said. Yeah. Oh, they're on that rack over there, the bigger size. Yeah. You'd have just gone, oh, right. right, I need them. But it's that mentality <laughs> as well of like, you had to climb them stairs. There was that guy and you just went, no, just, I'm not having it. Just evil looking. Yeah, no, not <laughs> having it. Go. Come to my lair. This is where all yeah. the big boys come for the clothes. And you were like, I'm not having that. I went, I went in and tried to order. I went, yeah, I, I, I can't do this. No. Mm. And I left. I thought, I'm not bothered. I'm not going out. I don't care. I'm not going out. That's it. I'll go to the gym instead. Yeah. <laughs> and that's obviously when it started and it just went from there, really. But for me, it was never, it were always for me because I had to do it. Mm. It wasn't for a show. It's not for anything that I ever wanted to do. It's because I needed to do it. So you applied that in that six months. You had that mindset. You'd already got that mindset in the four weeks before you went back for your, your second yep. appointment. So in that six months, how did that transformation look in that six months? Oh, it was more, the looks-wise of it, when you start pulling weight off of a, a large frame or someone, because mm. they classed me as clinically obese wow. for my size, mm. that was pretty much how it was for me. Um, but when you start pulling weight off of someone, it's not just exactly how it looks, because you can lose a lot of weight in a short period of time, because you pull a lot of water retention off, yeah, and you lose it, and people notice. Mm. And um, that started coming off, but it was how I was feeling as a person because I'd cut out and I was eating more regular. Yeah. So instead of eating three times a day and eating just a load of crap what I could find, yeah. 
and I would just eat in whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah, basically, it'd be mm. like, you'd absolutely ram raid a mega, like the big KFC mm. bucket. You'd do that in on your way home, and you'd be like, oh, I deserve this because I'm starving. Yeah. When it comes to the point where the food prep come into it then, and I started eating, like, every two and a half hours, and that was the biggest change. Because instead of, when you have a fire, you throw a load of logs on it, and mm. it's an inferno. Mm. But no one wants to sit near it, do they? Mm. That's just like your body. Right. So you just load it up. you got your KFC, load it up to max. You sat there and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm all right. But your body's trying to process it. But it's not in there, so you just want a, a log on at a time. Mm. Every two hours you're eating, your body just runs so much smoother for me. Wow, right. okay. Um, and that's the process about it, that it's regular and it takes in, it gets used to it. So over three or four weeks, your body gets used to eating at certain times. Like now, if it's half, I know without looking at my clock at half past 10, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I know exactly what I'm eating. And half past 12, I'm hungry. I can tell you I don't even need to wear my watch. It's straight there. Yeah. Half past 10, I'm starving. Do you think... No, I think... that. So, so John and I um, went to college together. As, as young boys in 2001, two, thereabouts. So John, as in my um, experience, has always been very driven to, to, to achieve the things that he sets out to do. And, and I think, tell me if I'm wrong, you've channeled all that into work. You've channeled all that into coming to, to Security Plex and, and doing really, really well there. You then left there and you, you set up your own thing. You wanted it to do really, really well. You channeled everything into that. Then you got the scare and now you've you've gone into this and it, it's it's like you've gone, this is now what I need to do. I need to use that attribute of me and, and I, I can do this. And it looks, well, you are doing it. You've done it for years. What is it, six years? Yes, it's seven years now, I know. It's, most people start a gym journey six weeks, ten weeks, they've fallen off. I do it. Hands up. Yeah. But you, fair play, mate, you've, you've, you're on the long haul. Oh, yeah, it's, it's life for me now. So, just for everybody watching, to give them an idea, I mean, I'll, I'll post this up separately, but when you walk into this gym, there's a great photo, so we'll say a collection of photos of you yeah. on the wall as you walk in. <laughs> yeah. Um, with your permission, I'd like to share that, and we'll put it up so so people can see it, so they know what we're talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, definitely. But in them photos, you see you in the context of what we've just spoke about at that portion of your life, where yep. you were going to the doctors and you, you were, you know, unhappy with 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 what the doctor had told you. And at the side of it, there is a photo. How can I say? Are you looking like a chiselled Greek god almost? <laughs> the man that we now see before us. But obviously you've done a lot of training to get to that photograph where you were in there. What was the weight difference between that photo and that photo? You told me earlier when you showed it to me, yeah. but just for everybody listening, what, what's the weight difference? 47.5 kilograms. 47.5 kilos. So for everybody watching this <laughs> and listening, if you think of 47.5 bags of sugar... So that gives you an idea, you know, it's context and scale, I know, but think of the weight. We walked to the bottom of this gym down there when we were setting up, and John went, come here, Pete, I want to show you something. And there's a 47 and a half kilo dumbbell. And he said, pick that up. 
this is before we, we, we'd sort of talked behind the scenes about all this. And I picked it up. And he went, that's what I carried around with me until I, and, until I lost all it and did this. And that, wow. Like, it's, wow. It's a lot, us, isn't it? It's, it's a lot. It's hell of a it's lot. It's a lot. But obviously, this is... This has taken your life in a completely new direction, hasn't it? Oh yeah, and yeah. It, it's opened up different avenues for you, and and life has has evolved in a different path for you now, which sees oh, yeah, you doing, yeah. you know, and it's it's brought you on on a, on a very sort of a journey, which is you know, seeing you change your whole life really. Um, yeah, if you wanted to turn something upside down, I pretty much did that as yeah. much as I could. Um, I just literally it didn't mean to be that way. For mm. me, it started off with a small goal, and then that goal grew. But then it sort of like become, I was like a drinker Friday and Saturday night. I grew up, you know, yeah, mining village and all that lot. Mm. Get on it, yeah, cafes all the time, full breakfast yeah. every time. And then I'm thinking, why am I so lethargic afterwards? Mm. Why am I just feeling like rubbish all the time? And it only become maybe six years down the line that. The I went and had my bloods done, and basically, uh, Borian, which a lot of people is pretty renowned at this gym, he's even got his own parking space now. <laughs> it's and he's got a selfie spot down there, which we'll have in there later on. Um, he sort of like tailored everything towards me and, and sort of like, went, Right, this is your diet, this is what you're going to be going on. And I'm like, Ugh, What? So he's took you under his wing. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a case of, I asked the question, I wasn't really expecting him to say, yeah, let's go. And yeah. it's been talked about doing a transformation picture for Ultraflex, but God, it's Ultraflex. It's like the people I've trained with in mm. here are just like idols in a way that I look at them and you don't, you say hello to him, but you look at them and you go, I'd, I'd like, I'd like uh, probably his shoulders to be good and mm. I'd like that waistline and, oh, do you know what? I want them legs. <laughs> and you're going, you're always chasing, like now I'm chasing the legs. Yeah. It's all about the legs now, that's it. You know, we've got rid of the, the weight, so now I can use my legs again. Yeah. So I can use them, I can build them so it looks all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, with, with that one, that's 100% where that all started, really. Yeah. I guess, really as well, one of the biggest things that you've got from this whole lifestyle is, is meeting... Lucy? Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> would you, you wouldn't have met Lucy, would you? No. Unless you'd have embarked mm, in, in this um, if, <laughs> if I, I, We always have this conversation, which is absolutely hilarious. So I said to Lucy, she was, it's not about looks. Yes, it is. <laughs> As a fat kid, <laughs> I always had a banging personality. <laughs> <laughs> Every fat kid has a banging personality. And my parents always said to me, like, well, whatever you're doing, we love what you're doing, we like that you're changing, but don't ever lose that smile. <laughs> and I'm like, trust me, I won't, man. Don't you worry about it. I'll, I'll, you know, mum and dad are like, don't change, don't be one of them, carping, carrying carpets and walking down gym and all this. Like, don't be one of them. All right, dad, I'm not going <laughs> to. And then obviously when you Shout attract, out Big Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, biceps Dave. <laughs> So when it come to the point where it was like dating people, yeah, I sort of like went through this point where I couldn't own myself because inside I'm still that fat kid. Mm. I still portrayed myself, even though I look different. I went out and people might look at you like, oh, oh, and you're thinking, oh, they must be smiling at someone else. You're looking behind you going, yeah, like, who's yeah. the person yeah. they're looking at? Who, 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 who's that guy? 
Um, but yeah, I had to sort of like own that part of myself mm. to to get there. And then Lucy was um, a slow burner. And we went on a first date and I was just like, I don't even know if she likes me or not. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? So I even consulted one of my friends in the gym. And Kyle went, slow burner, keep with her. If you ask her on another date and she wants to go, just go. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay then. So I got sort of like instructed by him to sort of like guide me through <laughs> the process. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay then. So I'm like, turning up for this date, fair beddings. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, oh, she went to tell him, like, oh, God, she's all right. Mm. And I'm thinking, how am I going to carry this off? Conversation were like there, but I'm like, I don't know if she likes me or not. And then obviously it turned into what, what it is now, really, which for me is a bit of a, a dream. I like, everyone sees it like fairy tales. They always have their ups and downs and everything like that. And for me, I just, um, yeah, it just seems like having a fairy tale and then I've, I wasn't even supposed to have a son. My mum and dad had written me off. Mm. They were like, he's just going on holidays. He's not bothered anymore. He just puts his stuff, his shirt on and he's gone. You know what I mean? He's loving his lifestyle. And the one expecting it and Lucy coming in, like, whack, bang, there you go. Yeah. And it's like, oh, biceps, like, oh, <laughs> what's going on here? Who are you and what have you done with my son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the dates went well. Yep, it went from a slow burner to... <laughs> um, Never all. a bad thing. N- yeah, two years we we covered a, a lot of ground. Two years w- went by pretty quick then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it w- it, yeah. It went really quick. So you're the right. You, you met doing this, and so she was a gym goer as well. Yeah, Lucy. When I uh, met her, we're doing a what we call a fitness shoot. For me, I'd never done any sort of shoot in any manner because it's just not something I felt comfortable in. Okay. Photo shoot. Yeah, hundred right, percent yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, hundred. It's the worst thing ever. So, just for context for people, so like, is this where they do they put the, the bikinis on and they they do all the pausing and, um, and stuff like that, or is it more just no, in general it's or more of a general life? So, Lucy's like a lifestyle fitness. Okay. So, what she did is you'll have a six week plan or six month plan depending. Yep. You have a coach. They specify what you're doing. You, yep. you have your check in. So, we have check ins every Friday. I had my check in with Borian, which is just one of the most savage guys <laughs> you've ever come across in your life to do a check in with. He'll tell you exactly how it is. <laughs> but Lucy obviously had a coach and she did really well. And I met her, and as first day, we even went in and she's like, Oh, I can only have a black coffee. And I know I'm not having the little biscuit on side. I'm like, Well, I'll have that then. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it's gone. Not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait. So I'll just do another half hour on stairs. Don't know what's up with you. Um, and they basically do get to the, the photo shoot, so they come into a gym like this. Yeah, um, everything's set up, and it's all done for that day. All right, okay. And you basically come in in your gym wear, whichever else. Um, I'll obviously show you a couple of pictures of Lucy's actually, because she did something really sweet at that point, and she wore the USS hat, which is my business name. Ah, I see. And she put it on, and I were away at that time, and I got this picture through, and I looked at it, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was like. Okay, this is serious. It was serious <laughs> anyway. It was serious anyway. But, but when but I it all changed, like, then it, I, I was like, "Whoa, that's a statement." Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And um, from that point, then Lucy had always enjoyed her training, so she respected that I went to the gym once or twice a day. Yeah. 
and that were fine. But when you meet someone, you're supposed to go through this comfort stage yeah, where you put weight on and you're sort of like nesting. That's where I am now. Ten years into a relationship. <laughs> that's one Still, massive yeah, nest. That's, isn't it? that's a big old nest. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, mate. It's fine. Me too. And I was supposed it was supposed to sort of like that should have happened. Yeah. But because we're both into fitness, it didn't. It got more it sort of like pushed me more. Yeah. And I got to a point where Lucy understood and I understood she got up at four o'clock in the morning, she trained, I trained at night and that's just how we were as people and it seemed to work really well because she was used to diet, she was used to prep and then when it come to my opportunity and Borian turned around and said, Right, yeah, I'm gonna take you on mm. and let's see what we can do. I went, Can can we just do three weeks without mentioning anything? Mm. Because it's quite a big thing for me because I'm that literally not don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is or what to expect. And I don't want anyone to sort of like laugh at you sort mm. of thing. You don't want that where you can go up on a stage or something like that or put yourself in the limelight and you're just a laughing stock. So yeah. you're imposter syndrome, really? Oh, oh yeah. So, so this yeah. was for training to do a, a competition? No, basically, right. I just wanted to do it to... I always desired that body condition for me is every fat kid, you can be big, you can be bold, your muscles can be round, but yeah. if you want condition, like a lump of granite, yeah, that's got to be a... So that's, mm. that was to, to do, like the photo that I saw of you in reception, that was to get like that. Right, that's okay. That's run up to that, sh- that photo. I understand So that. Lucy had finished her lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it had run in and I had the opportunity for me to sort of like finish everything that I wanted off that the fat John were gone. Yeah. It's dead and buried. That picture is, is gone. It'll always be remembered and every wa- every time I walk into the gym, if I see someone who's overweight or someone who's not comfortable there, I'm the person who says hello. Mm. Or just like, oh, are you all right? And that's, it happened the other day, me and Lucy walked through um, the ridings at Wakefield. Yeah. And a guy shouted out to me, and I've seen this guy in here, and I know he fights his own battles, he parties and stuff, and he's he's got weight on him, you know. And Lucy went, oh, "Do you know him?" I went, "Know him from gym." Yeah. She went, "Yeah," and it's because because that's what you remember. needed when you came in. When yeah. you you said earlier on, when you walked into that gym that first time, you walked in and you turned back round and left because you didn't feel comfortable with that. And I guess that's what you're trying to to do there. You're trying to make people feel welcome and comfortable. You spot it a mile off. Yeah, a hundred percent a mile off some people in here i know are still know now as are now really close friends and people always say to you well what it's on lifting weights when you come into the gym it's just lifting weights that's all it is yeah yeah you go there right so what's lifting weights for me um it got me dedication it got me friends it got me my partner mm-hmm it got me a full life, total change, and I've now got a son. Mm. Yeah, because that's really the the next step on this on this journey for you, really, isn't it? And that, yeah. as you're saying, you, you met you met your beautiful other half. Yeah, to do this through a massive lifestyle <laughs> change, and now <laughs> you you've got a lovely little baby boy. Yes, yes, 
I have. And um, that, like I say, that was never supposed to happen. And I met Lucy, and, and she's obviously got a nickname of AKA the Prep Queen because she does prep all my food for me and won't let me in the kitchen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so she's known throughout my stories as the Prep Queen, and everyone knows her as that. I don't even think a lot of people know her as Lucy anymore. <laughs> it's just a Prep Queen because she does literally everything what's weighted out. She cooks it up and it's batched up and it's there. And I come home, I'm like, whoa, the Prep Queen's, oh. And it's just like everyone's so envious of that. <laughs> in here, it's like, look at, oh, look at that. In, in, in your so, in this in this environment, you found the perfect woman, really, oh, didn't you? God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no way she were getting away. <laughs> no way. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's definitely a keeper. Yeah, she's that, going Aldo. Aldo. <laughs> um. So yeah, next with that one then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> from that one, from that one. So, obviously, from how you started to where we are now, life looks a lot different. We've yep. talked about the great highs and the great feeling that you've sort of achieved and felt on this road so far on this. As life went on with Lucy and you had your baby, things didn't exactly go to plan, did they? Oh, no, no. Right. Um, we'll go into that one. So for me, everyone sort of like, like I said, they live the fairy tale. And yeah. every fairy tale has its ups and downs. Mm. I thought I'd see my ups and downs. And then we had Morgan, Lucy. We had them little bags like Instagram bags and everything. We didn't know what we were expecting. Well, obviously, we, we've had massive support from both of his parents. All his families have been so amazing. Mm. Lucy's parents have just been unbelievable. My always been honest in as relationships moved on pretty quick in two years, but we've yeah. always been open with, with the people around us. Yeah. And they've always supported us for that. So when we were gonna uh, when we had Morgan, we literally told them um last Christmas Eve that we took them both sets of parents to Italy and we treat them both exactly the same. Mm. And we went to Italy for In the same trip. We can, no, separate. Okay. So we did the same trip, but with different, obviously, as parents, basically. Right, okay. Set. And it worked really well. So Lucy went, sat back, and obviously we went for his eight-week scan. And we're there, we had the heartbeat, you know, started melting. Oh, come out, and I'm like, we're going to have to tell his parents how we're going to do this, because we can't blag that we're not going to get absolutely trashed over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that we like a drink. And I'm it, just loving this image of this guy who comes into a gym that is literally, from all the photos that I've seen, is full of the biggest men, scary-looking <laughs> monster people you've ever seen. That are probably the nicest people in the world, but they're... And you were terrified of telling your parents that you were about to have a baby. It is scary, it, though, isn't it? Yeah, I well, mean, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because everyone thinks, oh, yeah, you should be together for at least 10 years and this, this, and this, and this. But Do you know what? I, I, I don't think that applies yeah. anymore. Room 101. Yeah. yeah. Been oh, that. it done it all, I tell you what. <laughs> because it, my parents didn't think it was going to sort of, like, happen because I were happy on my single life and I mm-hmm. did my thing. We turned around and... Um, when it were eight weeks, I can remember standing outside a Wakefield and we were stood where the pie shop is. So when you get wasted, you go to a pie shop. So trust me, I knew where the pie shop was. <laughs> so I come out and I'm like, wow, we're going to have to tell his parents now. She went, yeah, we're not going to be able to blag them. So I put the photo album together and then put like literally the scam picture in the back. And we went, Christmas Eve, my parents, Boxing Day, your parents, we're going to plan it this way. Yeah. Well, I don't think either of us was expecting how well it actually went because... Both parents were just like, 
wow. It was like you just fed your parents' class A's. And <laughs> <laughs> that would make for such an interesting Christmas. They're still on it now. <laughs> Honest to God, they're still on it. It's like me and Lucy don't count anymore. Morgan gets everything. Mm. You walk in, it's like, yeah, what about me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Morgan is. Yeah, oh, yeah you just got totally forgotten yeah. about. I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> so we went and we were supposed to have this perfect um, Instagram birth where you get the picture after and all this lot. And mm. we thought, yeah. And when they found out that Morgan had a little bit of fluid on his stomach at that time. And it got picked up, so we went over to LGI. So we were supposed to give birth in Pinderfields. Yeah. And the trans, they sent us over to LGI and we had this probably an horrific experience where there was extra fluid between his stomach. Um, and the guy basically must have been a very educated doctor, whichever else, but he couldn't conduct himself correctly at all. And he went, oh, I think your um, baby's, um, baby's heart's got a hole in it. Oh, wow. Lucy just went, mm. and I went, what, what? And I just, what, what? No, what? How will we come in for a little bit of extra fluid? Yeah. Which they've yeah, said yeah. that they'd get rid of it to, to this. So I went, we're not leaving here until we find an answer. Yeah. Mm. Don't care what you do, we'll camp outside. And luckily enough, the surgery opened at like, and all their clinic for the heart specialist opened at half past one. And we went in, and this guy was brilliant. Sat there, put Lucy at ease, scanned through the heart, it's all okay. To the point where it's like, oh, yeah, you can give birth wherever you want. You don't have to be in LGI. There's no complications here. There you go. Mm. So we went. Lucy were after a water birth. Everything as it should be. Mm. And and so we went. So we got prepared for the time. So we went over term. Lucy's still training with me at this point throughout. And um, we went home. And the night before everything started, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting movements. Captions are starting, everything's going like this. And mm. so we start, oh, we've got this app, well, let's time it. Yeah. So right. we started timing it and everything as you do. Yeah. So we timed it and it was like, oh, why is one at 30 seconds? Why is one at 1 minute 18? What? So she went, oh, I'm going to get a bath, I don't feel too good. Mm. All right. And then she's laid in bath and I can remember just seeing her and she went, I don't feel right, something's not right. Right, well, let's go in mm. and go on the baby monitor. Which, if you're not aware of what it is, they put you on a little graph and you sit on there yeah, for an yeah. hour. We'd done it three or four times already. Because yeah. when it's your first, you go, oh, oh, oh. And, and you get that panic yeah. whenever anything yeah, yeah. happens, don't you? Yeah. 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 And they always tell you to go in and get it checked out. So we did. We'd had Saturday nights in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything come out. Yeah, Morgan's fine. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. So what we found is we went in. And the issue what we had is we were on that monitor for probably about seven minutes. And... They all just come in. So it was kind of a realisation then at that point then, wasn't there? There was There's something wrong. Yeah. Uh, we had obviously a few people come in and out and said, oh yeah, it's this, this and this. Mm. And at that point, we hadn't found this out yet, but Morgan had a, his cord wrapped around his neck twice. So oh. whilst he's trying to get out, mm. he's strangling himself to come back up. So he's exhausted as it is anyway. Yeah. We'll lose full term at this. Yeah, two yeah. weeks over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so we had a full term baby, so it's like, oh, okay then. They'd actually tried to manually turn him as well yeah. before yeah, this. Yeah. So we've been through all this lot, and they said, oh, no, he's turned around. So we're like, oh, great, great. We can have a normal birth. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, they rushed us in, and I always said I'd never wear Crocs. <laughs> I bloody hate Crocs. I wear some good in a pair of crocs. I wear some horrendous stuff. 
Yes, you do. But I'm not wearing Crocs. <laughs> they come in, and I can just remember seeing Lucy going, her face was just like, her eyes were like wide, like, oh, what's going on here? And they're there going, oh, you put these scrubs on, and then they give me these bloody Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I just looked at Lucy and went, I'm even wearing Crocs for you. Oh. <laughs> and at that point, we went in, and <laughs> they gave me these scrubs. They were massive. And I went, Lucy, I've had to wrap them around me twice. Till a fit fat John <laughs> twice. <laughs> and they went, We've got nothing smaller. I'm like, I've worked my ass off. I'm even gonna look terrible. You're six years too late, yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this used to be my size. Mm. Um so I went in and I, I saw her face and I just went, Loose, we're gonna have to go for it. Mm. Whatever's happening is gonna happen. The normal birth and everything's out of the way, you're having an emergency C section, they basically said this. So we went in, straight into this massive theatre. Mm. And they were like, What the hell's this? And Lucy's face, she was like Startled with it all, not knowing what, what's what going on. What were you feeling in that moment? Because I mean, women have kind of got it. I imagine so. Anyway, from from my experience, they kind of have it. Obviously, she'd have been disappointed. She couldn't have had. She'd planned the water birth and everything like that. But obviously, they've got it in the red. They're having, they're having a baby. It's coming. Do you know what I mean, I find that for us blokes, we're kind of bewildered to everything to do with it. Aren't passenger. We? Yeah, we are a passenger. So this is all going on around you. Mm. Like, and like you say, you've just put your Crocs on, you've put your, yep. your scrubs on, and you, you're being shoveled into this theatre. Like, what was running through your mind at that time? I felt useless. Mm. Sit on that chair and don't move. Yeah. Mm. Your missus is there. Literally, they're putting the screen up to do the operation. Everything's there. There's loads of people in room. We'll move the chair eventually, and we'll sit you outside of her. Yeah. Okay, but don't move until we're ready. So they're doing the... Journal is it? The yeah, injection in the back. Yeah, Lucy hates needles, so I'm seeing all this, mm. which I thought was bad enough anyway, but it was nothing to what we're gonna see. Yeah, um, so the movement outside of her once that had gone in, and Lucy tried to blag them, saying it doesn't hurt, I can't feel it. Yeah, I can feel it, and I'm thinking they're literally cutting you open, mm. but I couldn't see past the screen, I could no. just see what yeah, we're going, yeah. sort of like get it. And it, the guy just went, Oh. And he scratched a leg. He went, oh, scratch. He went, no, that was your stomach. It's working. So I literally started the C-section there and then. Mm. Um, and I'm sat aside and I'm looking at her thinking, and she's petrified. Mm. She was putting a brave face on it, but I looked at her eyes and I'm like, <laughs> So at this point, this is the most, obviously the part which is going to probably stay for me because Lucy's on cloud nine anyway. Mm. I can't forget what I've seen. Yeah. So Morgan comes out and he goes onto a separate table over at the far end. So you think it's going to be a, a short period of time. It was 25 minutes. From when they took Morgan out to when they brought him back? And he were on the, we didn't, I had to go over. Okay. And um, I'm sat there and Lucy went, I've heard him cry. She hadn't. Wow. And I looked at her and went, and I just blatantly lied. I went, yeah, you have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It looks great. And then <coughs> the nurse who's at the back of me is going, is there any update for mum and dad? And looks like, and I could tell, she, and I'm just holding her head like. Yeah. Because she still can't really move at this point. She I can't move at all. No. And I can see Morgan in the distance and he's so white. Mm. And the predictors to have like an eight pound baby. He didn't come out with five five four something like that right um so we're well under par anyway mm. um and at this point it was 25 minutes later they went, can can dad come over because we didn't know if we're having a boy or a girl 
Oh, you didn't know at this no, point no, either? No, we never, we never found did out. You, was it deliberately you wanted a surprise? Yeah, or? we wanted a surprise. Yeah, Lucy right. did. I wanted to know. Yeah, Lucy, I yeah. like, oh, right. <laughs> for all scans and everything, what we had extra, we're like, oh, seeing if we can see. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, having a look for that telltale yeah. uh, little sign. Yeah, yeah. there's any spuds there. You <laughs> <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Apparent enough, I went over there and he's just so small and he just, well, white. And I know you don't expect, you think they're going to be covered in everything or whatever mm. else. And I could see that they were trying to make him breathe. Because what he'd done is, when he'd been pulled out in distress, yeah. he swallowed pretty much everything. I think the it's uh, meconium, yeah. which is actually basically the piss and shit and everything gone. He'd swallowed the lot. Wow. Obviously, he'd left all that in Lucy as well, which is going to lead on to a little bit later, which got added complications. So he's over on the table. They've cleaned him off, and he's starting to breathe and stuff. And um, I just looked at him, and he had, the world's biggest spuds. <laughs> and I went, and Lucy's like, what, what have that. we got? Uh, honest to God, that's what I said. I went, Luce, it's got massive spuds. <laughs> and they started laughing. Everyone in the theatre would have started pissing themselves. And I looked over, and I'm like, oh, God, that's my missus getting stitched up. I can see her internings. Everything's just hanging out. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah, because you wouldn't have been able to see it from where no, you were yeah. sat I before. look around, so I'm like, we've got a boy. Uh, yeah, you've got a boy. And I'm thinking, they're stitching her up. Yeah. She's still there, yeah. and when you can take him over, and at that point, there's a picture I'm going to show you. He does not look well. Right. Bless. He looks really bad, but I thought he's normal because it's a newborn. We don't know anymore. We do don't you? know what to expect because no. even when you watch things on TV and movies, it's not real, is it? You don't see what they look like when they first appear. No, you don't at all. And at that point, then it's like this isn't going to be normal. Mm. This is nothing near normal anymore. And um, I obviously brought... Lucy's not held him yet. Yeah. We'd all gone through the antenatal classes. Literally, I've been sat on the floor with dummies, putting nappies on, practising everything you're going to think about, you know. And none of it went to plan. No. no. And Lucy's supposed to hold him the first golden hour, they call it. Yeah. Whatever else like that. skin job and all that lot. None of that. Yeah. So, got to hold him, and they're like, we need to sort of, like, take him. Oh, oh okay, then. So, Lucy's like, well, where's he going? You know what I mean? Mm. And she's still on, on another planet at mm. that point anyway. So, Morgan has to go. Um, Lucy gets transferred into a ward, and Morgan goes into an incubator and goes somewhere else. Did they tell you where? where they yeah, were yeah. Right we're, um, a couple of, like, corridors down from Lucy... And um, at this point, Lucy's like, take him this, take him this, even though she's absolutely off her face. Did they tell you why they were taking him and separating you at Yeah, this they point? said that obviously there's, there might be a narrowing or they think there might be an issue with the stomach. Okay. So they basically, um, they didn't tell us that they had, we had to wait a little bit, but I was walking backwards and forwards because it was like three o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I'm walking backwards and forwards because Lucy's like, don't, don't let him be on his own. But I'm like, I've got to be with both of you. And she went, yeah, but he's so small. He doesn't know what's going on. Mm. And I'd gone. And I'm taking a blanket back and a little teddy and stuff to yeah. put in his incubator and everything like that. And I'm like, Lucy, yeah, he's looking good and whatever. I'm blatantly lying to her again. Yeah. Um, and then I went in and the young, you're not supposed to basically have anyone visit because obviously Lucy's just had a C-section so she can't move. She's yeah. still on the massive like medical bed. Yeah. Um, so... I goes in and the young girl went, oh, why why don't you bring her down? I went, we can't, can we? 
She went, yeah, you can. She went, there's no one around. We can move all these incubators to one side. What, and push the bed down? Yeah. Wow. So I went down, and I literally run down the corridor. <laughs> and I went in to see the staff nurse. I went, nurses, if we can get Lucy down there, she can go and see Morgan. Yeah. All right, we'll do it in five minutes then. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So we're literally wheeling Lucy through. Fantastic. The old wards and pushed her in. We all these incubators to one side. Yeah. And I've got the pictures of that, which I'll show you as well. And she's there, and that's the first time she got to touch him. Oh, wow. So she didn't even get to hold him straight after the C-section. Nope. It, it would just, right, okay. No, nope. yeah, couldn't hold him. Nothing were in incubator at that point. Mm. Um, just for his body temperature, really. Um, so it went through and it started to get to the early hours of the morning and stuff and Lucy's mum and dad were coming over um, to look after Lucy just to make sure because we found out that they had to transfer him to LGI which basically means he went in a special like incubator like a, a kid's ambulance basically, a baby ambulance So you had the birth in Wakefield Yep And then he had to be moved to Yep, which is um, probably the most horrific part about it because Lucy couldn't move because she couldn't walk so, for health and safety reasons, she couldn't move at all, so she had to stay at Wakefield. Wow. And the decision was made that Lucy said, you have to go with him, mm. um, which were fine. And the people who were taking him in the ambulance were brilliant. And I went, they went, he's perfectly fine, he's great, you can go, you can come with him. And I went, no, do you know what, I need to take the car, because I've got two people so you needed you to be need able to, to come backwards and if, forwards. If, if anything went to. bad, I'm not going to go, I need an Uber. Yeah. I need to be with one or the other. Mm. So lo and behold, he went in his private ambulance, they put the blues on, and I followed afterwards after I'd seen Lucy, her parents were coming over, so that was sorted. My mum and dad were out of the country at this time, so they were like, they didn't even know any of this had happened. Mm. And I purposely kept it away from them. Um, and we went... He went over there, and I got to LGI, and they gave me a, like, a little ticket, mm. basically to find him, Yeah, uh, what ward he'll be on, and everything like that. And then, obviously, we, we get to LGI, managed to park the car, cost me 18 quid for about three hours parking, <laughs> you know. It's it's mad, it? I just, I won't bothered, I would just, like, take my money, I will just yeah. get, get the car parked, that were it. Yeah. LGI's horrendous for parking. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's when I went into uh, neonatal for the first time. So surgical newborns, as I call it, which is ICU and um, many other brilliant, amazing people who do amazing things with babies. Um, so when I walked into there, I got in and I found Morgan and he's in his incubator and this is two days without any sleep at this point. And I walked in and next thing I know, there's two surgeons there. We need to operate on him. Um, and I went, what does he need? And they're drawing this diagram out saying, this is operation, it's going to be, his stomach might be twisted, he's got an narrowing of this, this and this is what we think. Going to scan him. Lucy's not even there. Yeah. She's in Wakefield at this time. And they give me all this paperwork to sign so they can get on with it. And I just went, and I just thought, when you're sleep deprived anyway, I'm like, none of this, are you going to look after him because he's all I've got. Yeah, exactly. And now we're just like, what are you supposed to do with that? Mm. You know, Lucy's not even here, so I like signed the paperwork. And uh, I just went, just look after him. She went, it's not his first rodeo, he'll be fine. Yeah. He's a term baby, he's strong, we'll do his best for him. Mm. And that's all I can ask. So at that point then, 
Um, I got out and I made the surgical newborns in a square ward and I made the big mistake that as if that wasn't a big shocker, I went onto ICU by mistake and walked out the wrong door and all I saw were all these little people all, really poor, all trying to fight, mm. tiny, premature, everything. It was just like, oh, was his like the worst Not horror. Not see at that time. No, no. And I just mm. walked out and uh, one of the, one of the, basically the nurses in there, pulled me to one side and said, I see you okay. And I went, yeah, I'm fine. She went, you handled that too well. Because I just signed the paperwork and went, yeah, get it done. Mm. What, what can you do? There's nothing, what am I going to do? I can't do anything about it. It's a decision that you, you, you want to make as a couple, is that? And, and fair play that you've, you know, obviously it's an impossible situation. You've got two surgeons stood there saying this is really important and, you know, we need to be, to be getting on with this pretty sharpish. So I find myself outside of... Um, and I was just like, what, well, I'm outside just to get some fresh air. And I'm just thinking, when you're sleep deprived, your head's a mess anyway. Yeah, it is. And I stood there and I thought, I've got to have a minute here. And then next thing I know, Lucy's like, message me. I'm coming. I'm coming over. Wow. I've got a transfer. Like, what? That day? Yeah, that day. Literally, I don't know how she did it. She won't hold him back. She'd come on this transfer, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> I got she she made me a goodie box because I wasn't gonna starve. It's my ev- favourite machine in the gym now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there like looking, it's like she made me this snack box. So I thought, oh, I'll get that because she might be hungry. And she come in the ambulance station, you know, obviously like with a um, WhatsApp yeah, yeah, where you can yeah. share a little. So she turns up, I'm seeing she's coming around, she's coming around. She opened up, I lied to her again. She opened up and went, oh, yeah. and I, you look amazing. She looked like stew. <laughs> like, stew. I was like, bless her. Oh, you look stunning. You look really well. Wheeled her out and stuff. Went, oh, yeah. Um, Morgan needs operation. She went, what? She, she didn't know anything about it at this point. She knew that there were a blockage and stuff there, but I had to sign the paperwork off. Yeah. Um, so at this point, we got Lucy in and... But she got settled, they got her a ward, like a bed further down the ward. So it was quite a walk, but she were in the same same level as what Morgan right. was. Yeah, yeah. So they'd done a great job, really. Yeah. So we got Lucy settled in, and mum and dad turned up and stuff, helped us out, and did everything what you're supposed to do, settled her in, done the duster, but she couldn't see Morgan just yet because they were in theatre. Right. Yeah. So we got seven hours, or it were eight hours in the end, that we had to wait until we could find out. That it were in surgery? Yeah, right. Okay. He was in there for eight hours, so we're just like, oh, God, where is he? And I'm thinking, seven hours went. So you're thinking, you're waiting for something, but when it's hours, you're just thinking, God. I'm sat there with Lucy, she's in absolute pain anyway. She's mm. had a C-section, like every female will, will know. And from that point, we're talking and stuff like that, and like, do you get some sleep? Everyone says, get some sleep. That never happened. Oh. I can't imagine oh. sleep would be the first thing on your mind whilst you sat no. there waiting for your newborn to come no. out of surgery. No. I didn't sleep once, not for a long time. Not for two weeks, I don't think. <laughs> and uh, I just turned around and went, right, I've got to go and see if he's here or not. Seven hours in. Right, went down. And he literally sat, he were in there. I'm like, he's got back. He's got back. And I, I looked at the surgeon, she went. And I went. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh. And she went, 
went really well. His stomach's not twisted. We just literally opened him up and it fell perfectly back as it should be. So we've done his narrowing of his stomach and everything like that's been done. We're confident that it's successful. We're obviously, it's a long way to go. So the Prince is in to be in for about four weeks. Um, So by this time, I'm like, can you come and tell Lucy with me? Yeah, yeah, of course I'll walk down. Next thing you know, who turns up through the doors? Lucy. (laughs) And I'm like, and she went, how is he? I mean, so she'd got herself up? Yeah, yeah, she'd got someone to push her down. Oh, wow, okay. And she's like, let's just trade for doors. I'm like, will you just stay in bed? <laughs> <laughs> and so the surgeon went, it's been a good operation, this, this, and this. It's been absolutely fantastic, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, thank God for that. Yeah. It's all the biggest sort of like relief. So I said to Lucy, I said, I'm going to stay with you and I'll sleep at the side of you and whatever else like that. And she went, no, you need to, you need to do, need to go home. It's like day three mm. of no sleep whatsoever. Mm. Oh, okay. Then how long I'm going to sleep for? I'm going to go home, go and sleep for like three hours. Not even that. Two and a half, I think I manage. Go and do a lot of cleaning just yeah, to oh, keep your mind occupied. Yeah, it didn't happen really. Um, I can remember at that point that, I think it was a, a night two, uh, I got home um, at about two o'clock, half two. And I thought, oh, I need a drink. So I got a glass of red wine. Mm. And I'm throwing baby grows into washer. Mm. Like, do you know all his laundry? Like, he didn't have baby grows on as such. And it was like all his, like his towels and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Everything that you have personalised. So I threw all them into washer. Had this glass of wine. Put washer on. Laid back. Fell asleep. <laughs> Woke up. Exhausted. Like an hour and 45 later like that. Tie up, tie up floor, thinking, oh, God, what am I going to do now? I'm going to get a shower and I'm going to go back. Mm. You, were really, you were really open with your social media as well at that time, weren't you? You, you, you sort of had a thing where you, I, d- I don't know if you were, if you were doing it to, to update loads of people at the same time so you didn't have to have loads of... Yeah, that was 100%. I wanted just to hide away, um, but people around me, including this place and family and friends, were just so supportive about hold on, he's gone missing, he's not been on stairs this morning <laughs> for two mornings, what's wrong? He's yeah. either dead or he's had the baby. Yeah. So everyone was just, do, not praying, but I was trying to message people back. Yeah. And you just can't do it. It's exhausting, yeah. You just can't, re- and I like copy and pasting certain people and then you get loads of responses back and I'm like, how am I going to control this? So I thought, do you know what, I'll do what I normally do and I'll put it on a story. Because everyone who sees it then, and then everyone started tracking everything through. And then I could manage it because everyone knew at once, mm. except for my family, because not a lot of people do Instagram as such. It's either Facebook or Instagram. Mm. All my old life were Facebook, family yeah. and friends, because people from school and stuff didn't understand what we're trying to achieve fitness-wise and stuff. So it just went to, to Instagram. So all these guys were all on Instagram. Yeah. So I've always updated my stories through lockdown to try and support people and do stupid stuff like I were doing, training, doing that thing. So I carried that on and I thought it, it's a good go-to thing to do. And it worked really well because obviously you saw it anyway. I did, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't hold back. I used to do videos and stuff like that. Whatever time it wore, I'll update. I'd be like getting cakes in the LGI because they had like a tea trolley for the nurses and stuff. Oh, that's nice. And I even got the Triumph and I managed to get two Costco cakes in the top box, <laughs> Victoria sponges, and got them there. And they're like, you haven't got them in here. And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, and... The big ones that you yeah, get yeah. from Costco. Yeah, they fit in the... Per- in, a, in a Triumph Tiger. Yeah, give you top box. 
If that's not an advert for them top boxes, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> yeah. I don't know what I else know. it can be. I like that. I was like, is it, that actually fits in. And I measured them up. I took my tape measure into Costco and I'm like, yeah, that'll fit. I'm taking two of them. That's too organised. I'd have just it, gone out and gone, uh, does it work? I'd but have just gone back in to buy a knife. <laughs> yeah. Just cut them. But I was expecting it to be mush by the time I got there. And they want yeah. them pristine. Like, Ness was like, you haven't got them here. I'm like, yeah, I have. Like, what on? I went on that outside. Brilliant. But you were you were really really honest with with those stories as well. There were some times where you were you were recording it in your car and and you you know you you were really emotional. You were you you know you you shown you showed everything, and and you updated it really really candidly, um, which I thought were really brave because obviously at, at various points you don't know what's going on. You don't know the next stage. I mean, obviously we can look back now and it's a happy story yeah. in the end. Um, but at that point you you were you were documenting that whole thing almost in real time, which, fair play, mate, that, that, that takes some, some balls, like. Yeah, it's, um, I used to do it on, on the way home and, and bits and bobs like that because I think that I've never been a person to hide around things. I'd rather see life as it is and everyone has an emotions. It doesn't mean that you're a weak person. No. Um, and yeah, I was hearing because you're on a morning and you're thinking, what's the outcome of today actually going to be? I don't have to document it afterwards. Like It's still very raw now because me and Lucy don't even look at the pictures back in the hospital anymore. We just literally, I got to a point in there that all what mattered was my son and to get him and Lucy out. Yeah. And I saw it in a different light that if I could update it and just be as honest as possible, people will understand and know exactly what I've gone through. So... When I come back to the gym or to to life in general, you won't need to explain. Yeah, Every, they'll know what you've been through. So like now, this is sort of like documenting that part of it. So people are following me through my fitness, and they'll 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 follow and they'll, they'll they'll know things about me what they've never known before. Yeah, and then going into this part, I'm like, yeah, I'm not an emotional guy, but I really am. Actually, you can't hold that back. I think that's a different side when something like that happens, though, oh. isn't it? It's I think it unlocks something within you, which is yeah. So, how long were you in hospital in total, with we, Lucy and Morgan? We should have been in four weeks. Yep, but we managed to get out in two. Wow. Um, we had a decision to make, so Morgan had to be fed through a syringe because his stomach wasn't healed. So the meconium, what were in his system, it's in a bag through a tube. So it comes out over periods of time and it has to go clear. So it goes like a dark, greeny, horrible colour. And then as soon as it goes clear, you can start feeding him. Right. But we're doing five mil, literally in a syringe, into his stomach, then winding him. And we just did that day and night just to get him started. Was that, was that direct into his stomach, n- n- not by mouth? No, straight into his stomach, yeah. So it went through his pipe, syringe into his pipe, straight directly into the stomach. Right, okay. Um, and then we've got to basically wait and this is a part that you're waiting for, like, the first poo sort of thing mm. because you know that it's working. Yeah. And they're keeping an eye on him because he had cannulas in each each hand and his legs, and he had a deep line which runs in basically to feed him. They call it something like PN, which is like a, a fatty nutrient. And it, the long line goes in where your ankle is mm. on a baby all the way up to pretty much his stomach. Wow. And I'm like, how the hell did they do this? Mm. I couldn't believe it's amazing, it. Isn't it? It, it. I was just about to say it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't what believe they can it. Do. I could not believe it, and I was just sat there thinking all these things, and it just blew up like a balloon. 
because he'd just been full of fluids and stuff like that to keep him running, to right. give him everything that he needed. But he couldn't wear a baby grow or anything because he had a drain in his stomach from his operation. Mm. So you see all these things, and it becomes stages as like, right, the first, right, his bowels are working. And they're like, he's got his first boo, this is amazing. Mm. Yeah. I'm like proper buzzing in there. And obviously, yeah. yeah, the nurses in there are like, they're with you as a parent because they're like, John's just an ultimate hands-on dad. Mm. And it won't be a hands-on dad to me. I knew, didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I wanted to learn. So yeah. I was literally peppering their head because I'd not been to the gym. Mm. It's like caging a beast. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? I'm walking up and down. Anyone want to drink a tea? Yeah. I'll empty bins. I'll do oat for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what are you supposed to do? I'll, I'll literally do oat. What, yeah. what do you want? Yeah, and yeah. Lucy was like, you need to stop walking up and down. And I'm like, well, what, what can I do? Worn so, a track in the corridor yeah. by the time you got out of there. And it was like, oh, you should be scared about putting a nappy on a baby. I'm like, no, not now. Yeah. Try putting a baby grow on a baby with just lines hanging out of them everywhere. No. You soon know that a baby grow now is a piece of ace. The, the uh, boom's done. The, the nappy just wasn't a challenge after what you'd overcome in them two weeks, was it? So. Oh, no, it was like a proper baptism of fire. Yeah. Them guys in that unit basically made me from not knowing anything about babies or being a dad to the point of doing like the antenatal classes and stuff. I went in there and learned so much off the women in there who were just like years and years of experience. Mm. And they're like throwing babies up, like picking up, like just like, yo, I'm there like, uh, 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 I don't want to break him. Yeah. They're just like, like boom, yep. boom, 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 and you're like perfectly happy. Mm. I'm like, I just thinking his arm's going to fall off. <laughs> and yeah, so I literally spent the time that it was three days in that Lucy actually managed to hold him because we had an issue then that Lucy picked a, an infection up. Wow. Um, so that that was probably one of the lowest points for me because all she wanted to was hold her son mm. and she couldn't. Um, and for me, that just totally broke me. Mm. I was sat there and we're trying to get her up and she couldn't get out of bed because she's had the infection and they try to sort that out with temperatures through the roof. Mm. And she's in tears and I'm just like, I, I, can't, I can't deal, I can't, I can't control it. So I went out and I walked into a woman and, and um, her name was Teresa actually. She's like a really short woman and she was like experienced to the max. Mm. I went, I really need your expertise and your experience. She went, what? I went, I can't, I can't deal with this. I went, I can't, I don't know how to control this. I don't know. I went, there's no way can I do... And, and she went in and she just literally instantly just went to Lucy and she's like, settle down, you've got to do this. And this is a bum up. And she was just talking. I'm like... I just sat there and just respected her so much for how she handled it because... What did you think you couldn't control? Well, how are you supposed to tell a mother who's going to see a son mm. in whichever way that she wants mm. and she drag herself off that bed but she's collapsing at the same time. Yeah. How do you control that? How are you supposed to tear back and you stay in bed, right? You stay in bed, you're not seeing your son. Yeah, the, the best place for her to be was obviously yep. recharging, resting, mm -hmm. and getting better. Yep, everyone but, says that, yep. But all she wanted was to, to well, go that. and see Morgan, yeah. So settled her down, and um, I sat down with her and went, get some sleep now, and... If we get a chance, as soon as you're ready, I'll be here for you. Mm. The wheelchair's there. Yep. I'm going to take you straight down. So she fell asleep for four hours. She woke up and I'm like thinking, oh, God, just be right. Just be just okay. well enough to get there yep. and hold him. She woke up and she says, I feel better. 
I went, right, nice one. Boom. In we go. In you go. Straight down there at speed. So straight down in a wheelchair. And that was the first time that she held him. So that was, what, how many days after? Three days. Three days. Yeah, yeah, three days after. Wow. So we managed to get him out of the incubator. And she held him. And then that's just sort of like made it for me. Mm. Really, that was like... The, the Has he still got all the lines in him at this point or is he... Yeah, everything. Right. Absolutely everything. Okay. Um, he had lines in him but for I bet even time. I bet even with the lines and everything, I bet that was still a moment of oh, relief God, yeah. for you, I would have oh. thought. For you to finally be able to put him in her arms and to yeah. sort of say, we've overcome all these hurdles so far to this point. Oh, God, yeah. Um, it was just the most... Every sigh of relief you got was just like a pressure off your head. And I'm like, oh. And I went home like going, yeah, I'll go home now because I can't do anything. But I will go home because I've, I've hit a goal that I'm happy with. Yeah. If not, I'm not leaving my family. Yeah. Little wins. Simple. Yeah. I'm just not leaving my family. It's like the fitness part. If you do the little steps, yeah. they all add up to the end. Every line what come out of him, every five mil to ten mil, what went into him stomach-wise to build him up. Mm. We were there every step of the way to the point where we're like, I'm coming in when you do the feeds because we're laying him down and they're like feeding him through the syringe. He's like being sick, which obviously if you're being sick, it's not a good sign. No. I'm like, well, try eating Sunday dinner laid on your back. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to like it. Mm. So we're like, right, what we'll do is we'll make every appointment when he's feeding, lift him up, either me or Lucy, and we'll wind him. Yeah. And he started going from strength to strength then. Wow. And at that point, um, the surgeons are coming on in the morning, and the surgeons and doctors, they all have different opinions. Doctors are very safe. Surgeons are a little bit like, I've got pride in my work. Mm. If you can handle it, you can handle it. So they come in and went, we think we can push him. Because the, doc- like, the doctors are saying another two weeks. Mm. We're saying another two days. Oh, which That's one? music to you. Which yeah. one are you going to go to? Yeah. Mm. Well, we've got, a, we've got a meeting this, this, this afternoon to find out, obviously, discuss what we're going to do, but you swear the decision. Well, what's the implications? If we go with you and we push him, well, you might add an extra two days at the end of the two weeks. All right, I'll take it. Mm. I knew that my boy could do that. Yeah. I just felt it. Well, he'd been really, really strong up to, and fought all the way up to this point, so. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, l- l- let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. give him it. So they had the meeting and they went, yep. Yeah, Parents want to do this. Right, good to go. So I started up in his feed. Well, at that point, he started, he just started coming on and coming on and coming on. So every day then, um, I basically rode in, which Lucy absolutely hated me on the motorbike. I'd only passed my test about a month. Yeah, yeah. And I rode in because the traffic and the night, the just parking the nightmare. Yeah. But for me, every time I left when I were in the car, me had run wild. Yeah. Whereas when we were on the bike, I was concentrating on riding yep. and the fresh air being... And I, I had more focus doing that. And it seemed like every time I went home, the one a night that my crash helmet went full of tears. Mm. Because we were just like, what the fuck am I going to have to do here? Yeah. What, I'm a, what, what's going on? It just seemed like a bad dream for Over- weeks. Overwhelming. Yeah. Mm. And you just seem to deal with it because no one will ever know if you've not had kids which I, I so much respect that, because I were the same. I'm like, oh, God, I'm sick of hearing about your kid. Mm. Whereas now, if you haven't been in that situation, you never know. No. And for me, seeing that and meeting people in there, um, 
I used to go on the morning, the, the hospital toast is the best, don't they? <laughs> That's all they're going about, banging on about hospital toast, pregnancy and hospital toast. So I'm like, all oh, right, um, yeah, hospital toast. And I'm, I met Toast Guy. Oh, yeah. The guy. Just Toast Guy. I all used right. to see him every morning for about three minutes because he always were in there when I wanted to get a coffee after gym. He's in there doing his many, many slices of toast. So we talked about each of us, like kids and stuff. We didn't know the names or anything like that. And uh, at that point, this is when it become a big reality that not every story has a fairy tale ending at all in that situation. And before I even go into that, I kept seeing him every morning but didn't know the full in-depth. He's had a premature uh, daughter. And um, the, the one part that I kept seeing him was at the worst times. It just seemed to happen to me that I'm like, why have I seen this, this gentleman again? And once it's like with all his family behind him and I could tell it were his brother. And I know I'm going to have to have that conversation with him tomorrow morning. It's like, oh yeah, well, we've got to, um, we've got to make a decision on when we turn it like machine oh off. Of, and wow. We're doing a, sh- a shunt and, and this and, and this and I'm like, yeah, I just hope that everything's all right with you. And every time that we're going out, I always saw, saw him mm. to the point that me and Lucy left one night and he's there with his whole family behind him walking in. I'm like, and I, I just did that useless that thing. Hey, mate, you all right? And I just literally went and Lucy went, what's up with you? I went, I know what's happening. And I went, he's, so they literally had so many days to keep his daughter obviously on the machine and obviously that's an, a, one of the little warriors which is obviously not here today. Mm. And then that's highlighted it, that there's so many men it's not highlighted that it's a common thing, really. And I found that I were extremely lucky in our case. Because when Morgan started progressing as he was, we wanted him to do better. And I went, it's like every time you come into a gym, or I use the same instance that when I walked in here when I were overweight and I had nothing for me, I yeah. just put the blinkers on. Yeah. It didn't matter what how good you looked. Mm. didn't matter who, how good you looked or what you do. I don't care if you're even looking at me. I just had to put that aspect in it that, that's what I need and that's what I'm doing. So my son was priority. Yeah. Because if not, I'd be consumed and I'd never make it out. Yeah. And at that point, we started up with him and he started going the right direction and we got like the release. But Lucy got released first and Lucy were left in. So they got us Eckersley House, basically over the road, like accommodation. So Lucy right. could stay because when you're breastfeeding and stuff like that, yeah. you need to be there all the time. So she was released from hospital... And, yep. and and Morgan was still in there, so you you kind of had to stay there. Yep, right. Eckersley House. But the first night, I says, we'll go home. So Lucy packed her stuff, and I was like, yes, yes, that's one of them out. She got in the car. Oh, <laughs> what a bad, bad, bad mistake I'd made. She just cried all the way home, and she went, I've left off the hospital without my son. No, oh, wow. And she went, I'm not leaving him again. Not going. And I went, right, we'll prep the camper van and we'll park in the... We got a permit at that point. We'll park in the car park and we'll just leave the van there. Mm. So I come back the next day and obviously on the ward and stuff, I says, well, we're not leaving because we're going to literally park the van up outside and we're staying here. Yeah. yeah. Because I ain't dealing... I'm not dealing with them emotion from separating her again. She's yeah. not had him for three days. She just went, it's not happening. And I knew I'm not even questioning this. Mm. We're not travelling backwards and forwards. She's staying there. One way or another, yeah. even if we're a tent. 
Yeah, we all, yeah, that were it. We were literally stayed. Yeah. But they turned round and then all of a sudden said, oh, there's a waiting list for Eckersley House, which is over the road, which is a brilliant, brilliant place. There's a waiting list. All right, then. Don't care. The van's coming, I'm saying. Mm. Next thing you know, he's like, you've been fast-tracked. Oh, who's, who's talked to someone about that, saying that, obviously, I'm just, either way, they're staying, yeah. like it or not. Yeah. And then we got a room there. So I sort of like went to work through the day, get a bit of normality back. Yeah. And I did the night shift then, looking after Morgan, like Lucy rest and, and yeah. swapped around a lot there. And then when it got to be released, it was like, Lucy were good when she were there. You could never take her away from him mm. because that's when we had a massive crash in how Lucy was as a person. Mm. I just lost, they were like, I've got my partner, but, She's just a shell. Mm. There's nothing inside. Like she was just waiting for the next time that she could go back to him. Yeah, basically. So with that, she's been like, she always worries about how she's as a mother. And for me, she's got probably the most utmost respect from herself of being the most amazing person and the most amazing mother for for a child, if I'm honest. Mm. Because the stuff she's done for him, she wasn't bothered. She hates injections. She didn't care. She didn't care. Whatever it was, no problem at all. And she's like, even best part about it, we had to give her injections in the legs. Each side, every morning. Guess who had to do them? Me. <laughs> and she's like, so like, oh, that's your crash course. <clears throat> Strain. <laughs> and she's like, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like a common joke like that. Have you done it yet? <clears throat> <laughs> and she was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And we went through so many things as a couple, but the only thing I can take like from it is we never had one argument. Mm. Throughout all that, it was like we just unity to be getting him home. Yeah. Yeah. We had not one argument. Everyone has argument. If anyone says that they're in a relationship and goes, oh, I never argue with my missus, you're a liar. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> 100% that or they're the ones that end up stabbing each other in the sleep and stuff later on in years I've said this I've said this for years it's always the ones who don't argue who end up on them programmes that are like you know Fred West they never saw it coming you know it's 100% so all turned out alright happy healthy now yep we had um, last surgeon's appointment Went in the Leeds, um, went to go and see him. Basically turned around, checked him out. Might have to have a little operation on his belly button when he's a little bit older because he got damaged whilst he had his operation. Um, five centimetre scar there, um, pretty much until he goes on to solids now, it's like, yeah, let's get him growing. It's, it's like bulking season, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in, he's in total. We, we put him in a grow bag on a night, he has a sleep suit, and we put him on bulking season. Well, it yeah. definitely looks like you're doing it right, because it, they did bring Morgan down to uh, for us to meet before we started recording this, and he looks fantastic. He yeah, looks fantastic. In the short space of time since <laughs> yeah. this has all been going on, it's, he looks fab. It's sort of like turning into a baby. He just seemed to be, like, really long and scrawny. But now he's like proper chunking up. So oh. <laughs> I love, I love the uh, the little fat, the you know the, the on on the wrists on the, and the oh. ankles. Oh. It's just cute, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it took me ages, right? I've been trying to shed my double chin <laughs> for, for seven years. And now you're trying to you're trying to feed your boy up so that yeah, he gets. Them. I saw his first double chin today. I'm like, oh yes. yes. <laughs> babies, babies, and old people should have weight on them. Yeah. 
old people that don't have weight and them look like a baddie from a movie. <laughs> 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 and babies just don't. Babies just look super cute when they when they when they've got some weight on them. Yeah, I mean it's it's so good that that we got I got to meet him tonight as well. I know Andy's Andy's met Morgan before, but it was so good to actually see him and uh, and and to to get to meet the wee one. Uh, and I'm so glad that everything's yeah. wor- worked out coming good now and, and hope moving forward that everything uh, continues that way as well yeah well it's obviously life's just not perfect sometimes and everything I've had to probably achieve I've had to work my ass off for it um, so having a son or well, just another aspect of working your ass off to get exactly what and it's just apparent now that I am extremely lucky or we are extremely lucky mm. in every way and manner because there's people out there who have to experience things what I don't even want to contemplate mm. and they don't make it out like Mr. Toastman which to yeah. this day I don't know his name mm. but I just only feel and that's just literally haunts you that this isn't just something which is very rare and that it's just an Instagram thing that you can have mm. a child and it's all perfect like me and Lucy saw we went through it but from it all I probably got my crash course in being a dad and I met some amazing people who looked after me son. Like the most amazing amazing people. Yeah. I went to LGI and I were like I I I left and I said to him, I went, What you've done is I've walked in here with nothing. Mm. Lucy wasn't even there, Morgan were there. And in two weeks I've walked out and you've not just fixed my son, you fixed my family. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can't put words to that, can you? No. And um, <clears throat> for me, like I say, them them guys for doing all that, and they didn't. They just wanted to support you. It's like even how he got his name. Lucy picked his name from where I first surfed, and we went down and watched like one of his first sunsets. So we called him Morgan through the place, Morgan Paul in Cornwall, and they even n- knew that. Mm-hmm. One of the girls looked and she went, "Why have you spelled it that name?" And is from that's where we've named him from so that's where I saw the sunset she went like little surfboards and stuff on his little board and all oh. that <laughs> the little <And> touches <coughs> it is the winner yeah well the, the little touches it's like that were one of them and the other one is through the moving around he had a little hat what were knitted for him and he lost it and we we didn't know where it was and literally one of the young girls were on night she went oh, I can tell that out went in back she went oh yeah all these old women won't live near me, knit stuff and put them on my door handle, so I'll bring them in. She come in and got me new hat, boom, straight on and like, bless her. Oh, you are. It's like little things like that, which yeah. just mean the world, don't they? Yeah. And they did. They looked after me. Like I went in there just in in bits, really, and I just come out. And then it were like when I come home, being a dad. If anyone's gonna be a dad, obviously you guys know anyway. But <clears throat> you never know what's right or wrong. You never know what to expect. Hmm. All you've got to do is it just happens naturally. Yeah. Set out with the best intentions yeah. and you, you can't go far wrong, I don't think. If no, you there ain't any rights or wrongs. Lucy no. beats herself up all the time saying, oh, I should have done it this way or that way. I'm like, what? You are just like the perfect mother in my eyes. Yeah. And for me, it's like if you just have that mentality that you don't need to worry about it because you will sort it out, it's going to be hard. Hmm. And, like, the one thing I'll take away, which, on the run-up to Abby Morgan, is people I spoke to. We had certain people who would turn and went, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> your life's over. Yeah. You're not going on your holidays. 
Oh, in that kid, you're not going to have any sleep. You know what I mean? Well, we've got a daughter. Don't, do you not like your daughter then? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Mm. That's literally how I felt. And then I come across people like, John, it's going to be the hardest thing that you've ever done, but it's ace. Mm. Yeah. And people like guys who come up to me, it's because I know I've got a kid and I have a newborn baby, have come up to me and gone, oh, what do you think? It's ace, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, they're the people that I want around me. Yeah. Not the people who are like, well, do you not like your son or daughter then? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if anyone said to me, I'd be like, yeah, it's hard graph, but it's the most, it's the biggest accomplishment of my life. Yeah. Hardest and most challenging job you'll ever do. Like what you said to me. You're like, literally, you will not regret it. No, never. And 100% am. I absolutely adore him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> as long as I can prize them off of Lucy, it's all right. And grandparents, <laughs> get, them, get them away from them grandparents. Fighting for your time. <laughs> it is, yeah. Come on, like, can I have a son yet? <laughs> well, it's absolutely beautiful to hear the journey that from Morgan coming to, to now being okay, especially after getting to meet him as well. And, and I hope that continues and that everything works out for him and he fulfills all his full potential and his dreams to come. Um, and well done to you as well for sharing your journey with us today um, as well on a, on a personal level. You know, you, you've come up, uh, like we said, almost halfway through this, you know, you decided to make a massive change in your life and it opened all these doors. Did you have any idea back then when you, vi- like to look back now after what we've talked about on this podcast, you think back, that doctor said, I want to see you in four weeks. Could you ever imagine that within that four weeks, you weren't just going to change and lose weight, you were going to change your life to where you are now? Mm. Not at all. 100% not. If anyone ever asked me, how have you done it, or how is it coming around, it was just doing that little first steps and keeping with it. Mm. Is it going to be easy? No, it's not. If, if it were easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would be at gym. It's like, we'll finish here, tomorrow morning, I will be in the gym. Mm. And it's not because of how a looks thing, it's how it makes you feel. Like when you go out, like you'll do a set and you'll just feel that buzz and I won't be even able to live in your boots to feel that. Mm-hmm. Morning, morning, I'll do that and everything's firing. And I, come, I go to work and I feel just right, happy about myself. Yeah. And I come in, I think, you know, oh God, my, my arms and legs are going to fall off. Mm. And then when I finish, I'm like, yes, I'm a good fuck day now. Yeah. And that's all led <coughs> you on the path to... To where you where you've got oh, to now? Oh yeah, yeah. If I, if we hadn't if we hadn't stepped in here and I hadn't, uh, decided <laughs> to make that move and literally yeah, no matter who, who looked at you and probably gone oh yeah, what's that fat kid doing in again? And then all of a sudden it's like mm, eight months later it's like it's not so fat kid. He's doing all right. He's not he's not going anywhere. Mm. Well, I'm not going to go anywhere now. <laughs> so you know every it's like if you get your negativity, it's like people who you get negativity everywhere. And I got fat shamed and. You name it, mm. I've had it. You know, people grabbing your tits. You know what I mean? Now, mm. my tits are probably the best part of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone loves my tits. <laughs> and I love them as well. It's, it's like, but I've had all the bullying part of it and everything. Yeah. And all I did is, if you take that negativity, you'll always walk out this door and you'll never come back. If, <coughs> as you've called it, if Fat John could see you now, what do you think he'd say? What do you think he'd think? Um, well, with that, I don't think he'd think it were possible because the only thing what I could say to Fat John or anyone who wants to do this is it's impossible for me to give you any explanation of how I feel now 
unless you do it. Mm. I walk around like I'm supercharged 24-7. And I just I just love it. Why would you why would you not? Mm. I'm not carrying that 47 and a half pound dumbbell yeah. around me. Don't I'm turn it down. That you said pound, it's kilos. Kilos, kilos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not carrying that around yeah. alone is good. But then to go to the little things like I had a wardrobe and on a, like a, a Friday night, I'd go and get a shirt out and I'd literally be tucking it in and, and pulling it out. Yeah. So my love handles, so it were perfect all the way around just to hide them, mm-hmm. just to feel comfortable. Now I have a wardrobe, which I had to live away, but when I wear it, I whip one out, bang it on. I'm like, Luke, is that all right? It's like, you look ace. I'm like, wow, I don't even have to tuck out in anymore. It's like the little things like that, you know what I mean? you got that massive trail at back and you're thinking, what, what am I supposed to do with this? You know what I mean? Brilliant. Sound? Well, from, from a friend, I'm really proud of you. From your journey, from, from what you've done with your health, and I'm proud of you as a, as a new dad. I tell you what, Kev, um, with that, there is a couple of things without it getting too mushy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I will send it down the mushy route now. And it is always heartfelt what I say. Um, I come across Kev at, at college, and he's had this ability to be the most amazing person for not how anyone looks. He always treats everyone how he is, and he always treats them with respect, and he's always been there. We might not have seen people for five years. No each other for five years, but he's always been there or thereabouts. And if I've ever needed him, he's always been there. And it's just a credit that he's always turned around. And if you feel it, if there's something negative to say, don't bother saying it. Mm. Cav has always turned around and gone, do you know what? You've done really well. I'm proud of you. And it's people like that, which this life really needs. If you haven't got anything nice to say or support someone in a, in a way, you don't have to say, oh, you, you could do, do some cardio or something at you or whatever else you say. Hey, mate, yeah, what train today? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to do a leg up. All right, nice one, yeah. All right, keep going at it. Don't, you know, don't bring anyone down. But Yeah, you need people to stand in your corner, don't you? Yeah, and, and that's some of what Cav just had an, a natural ability to do. And I value that as a dear friend. And he's seen my family. He's seen me grow as a person from the start, before all this, before I decided to change. And he's actually captured, like, from when Morgan was born to afterwards and he's done a shoot for us and things like that. And he's just been, put his own life aside. And he's made the time, like, you guys now. You've come out and you've taken your time. And it's not the warmest environment. And it's, it's not freezing in <laughs> <laughs> and, and you've all come out to, 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 like, take your time. We are just talking about this and it's just like, hold on, I've just met so many amazing people on my little, like, if I hadn't done all this, I would never have been sat here now. It's and this is, all, this is why we do it. The, the more people we can get to share their journey, share their viewpoint on life, some's happy, some's sad, but it, it's about just sharing because nobody's alone in this world and it needs everybody just to lean on each other a little bit more and to share their experience. And that's what's going to lighten the load for a lot of people. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a worrying environment, especially with the fitness part of it, because as I highlighted earlier, We've come across that even though they look like the most chiselled people, that it leads to there's different, there's mental issues there. Mm. And that we've had, I've had like 
close friends who have taken the life of you, and that's two in this gym in this last year. You multiply that, I think that's a decent-sized ratio. Massive. In a fitness industry, so these people who just look, and these are mainstream, like, competitors and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it goes on all over, different industries and everything, and, that, and that's all we're trying to do is just, we're just trying to make it where if everybody speaks, everybody has an open conversation, and everybody knows that people are willing to listen out there. The whole name of the of the podcast, pick up the phone, hey mate, can you talk? And then hopefully it's something we can make the world a bit of a bit of an easier place to communicate. Yeah. And it's just an amazing thing that you guys are doing really. Thank it's you. it's not easy to, to come and sit here and, and, and sort of like deal with people in front somewhere easy, somewhere hard and, and what you're doing is you, you bring all this equipment and you're literally documenting it in the right manner, which for me is it's just an amazing thing to do. So like now, if anyone asks me, everyone always asks me in person, oh yeah, what have you achieved, what have you done? Oh, what about Morgan, how is he, this, that, and And I'll be like, well, why don't you listen to this episode and listen to that? Absolutely. Even, even my family are going to be able to go on to Spotify and listen to it. Yeah, there'll probably be things that, that people don't know and, and you yeah. can hear it and... That's what it's all about. It's about just just talking, making conversation easy. Yeah, making it easy to listen to people, and and just just having those open lines of communication. Hundred percent. And I think it's been a really really worthwhile conversation. So, John, thanks so much for sharing with us. <laughs> it's been great. Uh, so for everybody at home. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Hey Mate, Can You Talk? Thanks again to John for joining no us today and sharing his journey. I've Cheers. been Pete Owen. And I'm Andy Cavill. We'll see you soon.